Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's Location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. That it does. I hope you're safe, staying healthy, and we are going to get you through the dead zone, if you will. The, the weekend time here, bonus editions of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller and David Gascon as we are back at it again this weekend. And we're going to do something a little different. Now, last week on a previous episode of the show, we welcomed in Lenny Dykstra. And I love talking to Lenny. Lenny was great. A lot of profanity, a lot of wild stories from his days with the Mets and the Phillies. And it was a wonderful time. I think the Um, best part about all that, Ben, is you got the reviews of either really good or really bad. There was no in-between for any of him, uh, any of his performance. I'm still amazed by the people that listen to the podcast. They're like, I can't listen to profanity. (laughs) And I, my God, I'm like, okay, all right. Calm down. Everyone calm down. Uh, so today, it's all about me, Gascon, yeah. and I, I'm going into my Rolodex of old radio friends, and this is a guy that used to be a talk show host at KFI in Los Angeles, a news talk station. Uh, he did some radio in Philadelphia. He worked at Fox Sports Radio very briefly. I did shows with him in my early days in sports talk radio in L.A. I uh, did a, a a show with him and after him, uh, Lee Klein is his name. Lee was uh, 
He was a Clipper talk show host uh, post-game back when they were terrible. Uh, he also did some Dodger programming around the time that I was doing some stuff with the Dodgers. And we've known each other forever. I've known him longer than just about anybody in the radio business. He knows where all the bodies are buried in my in my career and and whatnot, and so it's. Uh, I, I think we'll just. It, it's just going to play some grab ass is what we're going to do, right? Yeah. Descon, that's the plan with Lee. Just yeah. me and him uh, shooting the shooting the shit. It, it feels like, and all I need is a, a cocktail, maybe some tacos, because you guys have a long history together and a lot, a lot of juvenile things, which is great to hear because this is all the behind the scenes stuff that that people won't ever get to hear because usually you're talking about the games at hand, but this is the yeah. the games before the game. Yeah, so uh, we're going to get into. Some of the, the crazy things that happened in local radio when we first got going, uh, the days at the L.A. Sports Arena back in the, you know, covering the Clippers, being around the Clippers when they were lousy forever, and some of the characters. Uh, we'll have some stories about Benoit Benjamin, about uh, Donald Sterling, and some things. Uh, the, the cardinal rule in radio that was broken by my <laughs> friend Lee, and we'll, we'll get into some of that. Um, so... I hope you enjoy it. It's a, it's a good guy, Lee Klein. They're longtime radio personality in Southern California and Philadelphia and some other places. Uh, but we begin. I guess we'll start with this, Lee. Uh, the the news of the week. You used to do some stuff with the Dodgers. They announced this week that they have ended their TV. Uh, blackout. Uh, they're going to be on satellite television of all weeks this week with no sports going. What do you think about that, Lee? <laughs> so let me get this right. That Spectrum, which is charter company, they decided to finally relent and give Dodger broadcast to the rest of the country and also to DirecTV and the baseball packages, that they finally decided to let it loose other than their own company-only TVs. Now that there's no baseball season, that was the time to do it. Well, exactly. It, yeah, it's it's wonderful, and it and they announced it on April Fool's Day. They announced it on <laughs> April first, which is even better. <laughs> it's even better. Uh, but listen, I, I want to. I got before we get into what's going on today. I got we got to get into some of these old radio stories, Lee, because uh, for those that don't know, and you used to work at Fox Sports Radio. How long were you at Fox Sports Radio? It wasn't very long. He was briefly at Fox Sports Radio, right? Well, you you know, I was on regular radio for about 12, 14 years and Fox for about six months. And and for those that are listening that do not know, uh, Ben and I have been going to games together and have known each other for now. It's incredible for over 25 years. And so I know everything he's done in sports and where he's gone. He knows everything that I've done. So we're, we're close. And so whatever you're going to hear, and this is unrehearsed, Whatever you're going to hear is truly going to be bottom line truth, isn't it, Ben? <laughs> well, yeah, but but I guess we should start at the beginning because I first started going to games. I was I was going to Saddleback College. I was working at the college radio station, and I got credentials to go to like Clipper games, you know, at the <sighs> LA Sports Arena. And you were there, and you were the first person that ratted me out because you knew my scam. <laughs> You knew that I, I was not really a real member of the media, and you called me on it. And uh, I remember that day at the sports arena where you're like, hey, I, uh, KSBR, I know where that, I know where that station. 
Well, uh, that, that, that's absolutely true. But you have to admit, I didn't tell anybody I ratted you out to you. I didn't rat you out to anybody with the Clippers or anybody in the media. Yeah, and uh, and then you did Clipper talk. I remember I you you did that for several years, and the Clippers were horrible most of that time. Oh. And, and you 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 were polishing turds on a nightly basis about how terrible the Clippers were. It, yes, the job of doing that for six or seven years when they were horrendous would be equal to what uh, Dr. Fauci has to do, speaking two minutes after the president, to walk a tightrope across the Grand Canyon. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was wild. In the sports arena, uh, to give an idea for those that are young and don't remember the L.A. Memorial Sports Arena where the Clippers played, it, it truly was the mausoleum. Remember, we, we would be sitting there, and there would be more fans in the second half. They would let the homeless people in uh, that part of L.A. come into the arena to warm up on a cool night. It was wild. It was crazy back then. They were, and this is not an exaggeration for your listeners, um, and Ben, you would agree, the biggest crowd, other than if they were playing Michael and the Bulls or Larry Bird and, and the Celtics or the Knicks, because there's so many New York fans here, aside from those three teams, you would have at most, at most 4,000 or under for every single home game year after year. I remember uh, they were playing an exhibition game against the Atlanta Hawks. This is in the like the early '90s, and uh, I counted the crowd at the sports arena in the first quarter of the game, and I counted about 500 people. And I think I was high on that. I think I might have counted uh, several people multiple times uh, to, to get to that 500 number. And uh, <laughs> it, 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 was, it was just insanity that they did that for so long at that particular arena. But uh, we're, I got I to go back to uh, some of the early days when we were working together at AM 1150, the big sports station. In it. Like my, my favorite Lee Klein story. Is oh, the, God. No, no, this is great. <laughs> You broke the cardinal rule of talk radio. Oh, I know what you're going to say, and people (laughs) listen to him. It's absolutely, I admit it, it's true. So we were both doing shows on a Saturday. I think it was a Saturday morning, and we, I was doing the Ben and Dave show. We hated it because we were doing a, a nighttime show on Friday, and then we had to do a remote. Every Saturday morning, we had to do a remote somewhere. And it was a, a disaster, and because we were tired, we didn't want to do it. You know, we would go to some like uh, some warehouse or some you know tire shop or whatever. But you were also doing those remotes. You were also doing that kind of thing. And uh, I recall the day that the phones went down, the day the phones died, and <laughs> the one, the only line into the building working. Was the hotline, which is the inside number. It's 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 you must protect the inside number at all costs. You can't give out the inside number. And uh, I remember you saying, Lee, I am not doing a show without taking phone calls. And you then proceeded to give out the hotline number your entire show because uh, that was the only incoming call uh, line that you could take. It was an amazing day, Lee, and you broke the cardinal rule of radio, and you lived to tell uh, a talk about it another day. Um, you see, the, the one thing that you did in these remotes that you did and those Saturday shows that go way back, is that you had a partner to talk to. I did my shows by myself. So I did not, on a Saturday morning, 
and you knew what it was to get up on a Saturday because we had weekday jobs to begin with to work on a Saturday, I was not going to do a monologue and talk with nobody for, 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 for the entire two hours of that show. So, yes, I gave it out, but here's the good point. People use that number. They called in. I had callers, and at the very end of the show, I actually said this on the air. The phone number that I've been given out, never use it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you said it was like today only or something like that. It was only today. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it won't work. It was like you know, I was trying to erase ink, not pencil. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, there's a couple other things I remember from that period of my uh, bloviating career with you. Is No, when, hold it. Hold it. Back what, off. What, Let me what? tell the story about this, okay? You and I were sitting at the sports arena, and we always sit next to each other, and as empty as we have described it was at all times, one night during a game, so empty, in the upper deck, in the far corner, there was a guy and a girl sitting on the guy's lap, and Jim (laughs) Hill, who is a very famous uh, news reporter uh, for 35 years on television here and still is in Los Angeles that knows both Ben and I very, very well. He grabbed my binoculars to take a look at this. (laughs) Tell (laughs) the people what was going on during the game. Yeah, none of us, the all of ra- all the uh, radio row or TV row or whatever, that part of the press box, none of us were watching the game. We were all fascinated by the people stooping in the upper deck at the sports arena. And, uh, yeah, and, and we only had one pair of binoculars. Remember we were passing the binoculars around yes. across the row? We were, everyone wanted their binoculars, and, uh, and there was only one pair to go around, so we were all fighting for the binoculars to see what was going on. Yep. wild. And, and it was a girl sitting on a guy's lap, and anybody with an imagination can understand and think, and whatever you're thinking, yes, that was what was happening. Yeah, and it was, it was rather bold, too, because there was nobody in the arena. Like, they stood out. They went to the very top row, and there was no one around them. They were, like, they were isolated. At the very. I guess they figured nobody was looking up there because everyone's looking at the court. But uh, surprise, 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 uh, surprise. Uh, so, they, so they, were, they were sitting in, like, next to the top row in the back, and there wasn't a human being within any three sections of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, there's no one at those games. It was it was insane. Uh, why, 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 don't, why don't you tell them the story when you went to the World Series in Cleveland, you and uh, you and Bigsy, and when you had to do a phone show? Oh, oh yeah, we well we had gone, uh, we had flown into Cleveland, and then we were supposed to broadcast from the Indians ballpark, and there was some kind of uh, calamity that had taken place, some kind of snafu. And so we this is this you couldn't even do this today. I guess you just have to do it on your cell phone, but we found a bank of payphones uh out in suburban Ohio, not even in Cleveland. It was outside of Cleveland and we we proceeded to we we I was on one payphone and uh and he was on the other payphone and we did the show from a bank of payphones in uh in beautiful suburban Ohio there outside of Cleveland. Very enjoyable. And and, and correct me if I'm wrong. It was during that World Series that you were there that it was actually at times during the day snowing. Yeah, I got very sick after that because I was the '97 World Series. I was in the Marlins and the Indians, and it was like 85 degrees in Miami. And then we went to Cleveland, and there were snow flurries. 
in uh, in, in Cleveland at that. Uh, so uh, some of the other stuff. I remember we used to do those remotes, like I talked about in the early days, and and I recall. <laughs> We we would have we would be so upset doing the show, me and Dave, that we would just pretty much bash you the entire time. That you were oh, you did a bag. great job. You did a great job of that. And then, of course, the term jackass became famous because of what one of the two of you did as a fake call-in caller. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at FoxSportsRadio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's location, sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Yeah, well, we can get to that. But I remember you, we were doing a show from a tire shop, a tire, uh, like, oil place, and and we were just slaying uh, Lee on the radio, and... Uh, you drove by the remote, and I still I can still visualize. I have this memory. This is years later, and uh, Lee drove by. Or we're doing a remote. We're on the air, and Lee drives by in this big. Uh, what, what you, I think it was a Mercedes. Eh? I think you had the Mercedes then. But yeah, he, I, I had the top down to my Mercedes convertible. Yeah, yeah, he had a convertible with Mercedes. He drives by, and he's got Lee's got pretty long arms, and he extends his arm all the way up, full bird. 
and uh, driving down the street in L.A., giving us the bird there. And I, I can still visualize, like I have that it tattooed in my brain, Lee, is your arm fully extended, giving me and Dave the bird. It was wonderful. And the reason I was there is because in those days, you had the show on Saturdays before me. You were doing the remote, and I decided to stop off, do what I did, honk the horn, give you the bird, and continue to the station to do my show, which was directly after you were done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the other one I remember from that, those remotes, is, and I think you were on remote this day, and we were not. We were in the station, and there was a, a problem, a glitch and you, oh you, man, this is, this is also pretty. Much. So, oh, Lee, I know, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> and again, let me express to the people listening to this podcast every word that's been said before, and will for the rest of this podcast with me on it. Ben and I are absolutely telling you the truth. So Lee does this entire heartfelt monologue. God only knows what it was about. But you were ranting and raving like a lunatic. And, and you did about 15, 10, 15 minutes of radio. And the, the entire time you were not on the, the air. And I remember I went up behind the engineer and I hit the button on the talkback. You were on a remote. And I, I think I said something to the effect, uh, Lee, that was a wonderful monologue that was a great monologue uh can you do it over again nobody heard it and uh, you were very up you were you were raging you were so angry that you were furious yes i remember it distinctly because i was doing a remote it was like i'm going to guess sometime in like a february or march and you know that the salespeople that used to get these remotes and never pay us for being out there, that's for sure, they would let us know last minute, like on a Thursday, where that Saturday remote was going to be, and we had to be there, right? Well, yeah, and occasionally, well, we would in those days, we would show up, and they wouldn't know who we were there. We, they didn't know who, why we were there or who we, who we were. There <laughs> uh, was, was a lot of confusion. Uh, so oh, yeah, in, I, I, in this particular case... It was in like a February or Mar- early March type period where it was about in the morning because we, we, Ben and I were doing these shows before noon. I mean, we were doing them like 7 o'clock in the morning till 11 or something between the two of us. Yeah. And it is cold as hell, and I am outside. Yeah. The remote was totally outside, and I'm really cold, and I'm doing this monologue, and there's like five people that are there. That, that are watching because they promoted the remote so well that five people showed up for the show. And you got about two people that are handling from our end, as you well know, you know, setting up the equipment and, and, and monitoring, you know, all, all of the meters and stuff. So there's about a total of eight people of which I and two others are from the station and maybe at best five other people. I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm doing, and you know that we had like 10, 11 minutes between certain breaks and stuff, and I go through this entire anger monologue of whatever it was about what was happening that was so stupid and not intelligent about a team or the league or whatever, and we go into a break. As we go into the break in my headset, I hear Ben, and Ben says exactly what you said. He said, that was a tremendous monologue. You did great. You were screaming and yelling. Oh, by the way, nobody heard you because the antenna is down and nobody is getting a broadcast signal at all. We'll let you know when it's back up. <laughs> and I am outside freezing yeah. my ass off 
and thinking, now I'm mad because I had just been angry for 10 straight minutes of real passion, and then immediately I hear that, which now blows me into real anger about us. <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy in those days. You know, also I read some of the stories with the Clippers when you were doing the Clipper talk, and, and even before that, when we were just going to the games covering the Clippers in the early days uh, for us in the back in the nineties and whatnot. I remember uh, Benoit Benjamin, the great Benoit oh. Benjamin. Uh, this was one of the all time great stories. Uh, Benoit. You had known Benoit a little bit. He was actually at this point he wasn't in the NBA, right? He was uh, he is on he was on hiatus. He'd been playing in in overseas, right? He'd been playing overseas, and you went up to Benoit and asked him a question, and it led eventually to one of the funniest funniest moments I can recall involving an athlete after a game. It was hilarious. Um, I remember that distinctly. It was at the sports arena. Perhaps like in 99, the final year that they were there in 98, 99. And he was standing uh, outside the arena, not in the the sports arena, but outside uh, where people were walking that you'd go into your seats. And I saw him. How can you miss him? He's seven foot one. And he hadn't been in the NBA for about a year or two. And he was playing in Europe. You're correct. And I asked him, he was, he was with his wife, and his wife was like five foot three. So you're looking at five foot three versus seven foot one. He said, Hey, Benoit, how the hell are you, bro? Now, he would never remember my name based on the fact that I don't think he could remember anybody's name. But he recognized my face, so he knew who I was, but not by name. But I don't take that personally because anybody, Donald Sterling could be in the front of him and he would know who it was by name. So I asked him, how you been doing? Where have you been? And he told me, well, I was in Europe, and I was playing in uh, Germany. and I tried. So to be nice and to keep the conversation going, I said to him, well, you must have gone in Europe to a lot of nice cities. Uh, what, what cities did you tour and, and take a look in? And he says to me, oh, I, I went to France. Uh, Belgium. <laughs> so he's giving me countries, <laughs> not cities, right? And then I, he says to me, the most astonishing thing an athlete has ever said to me in my lifetime, and Ben, you and I have talked to, whether it's on air or whether it's just personal in a clubhouse, we've talked to hundreds, if not thousands of athletes in our career, correct? Yeah, yeah, over the years, sure. Yeah. He says to me, uh, you you know any team that needs a center? <laughs> okay. Right. Of which, at that moment in time, I knew Ben was nearby, but he wasn't part of this conversation. I said, just one minute. And I ran as you fast as I could to where Ben was, about yeah. 20 yards away, something yeah. like that. You grabbed, and I grabbed my, you him, grabbed my arm whoever you were talking to. Yeah. Yeah. And I grabbed him and I said, come here, come here, come here. You got to believe this. You got to believe this. And I'm dragging you. And then you come over. And I said, uh, I want you to do me a favor. This is Ben Maller. He's on Fox Sports Radio, whatever it was at the time. I said, I want you to ask him the same question that you asked me. And he looks at you and goes, you know anybody that's 
needs a center in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> like you, like you and I are his agent, right? Uh, it was uh, outstanding. There's so many Benoit Benjamin stories. I remember the the story we heard that he had he lived. I guess it was it in Louisiana, or uh, he bought a, yeah. a he bought yeah, a cigarette. It, it, this is with his rookie money that he got up front. When he was he was picked as a first round draft pick for number one. He was the number one draft pick, and the Clippers always had the number one draft pick, and they selected Benoit Benjamin. Yeah, I think he was like the third overall pick or something. Like that. But but so he bought with his rookie contract. He bought a cigarette uh, boat, which is like, and I'm not really into boats, but apparently this is like a racing boat. But it's only designed. Yep. Right. What, what is it? It's not designed for the ocean, right? Is it? Or it no, is no, no. It's designed for the lake races that they still may have, but were large at the time with people with drug money and big money that were yeah. buying these cigarette boats uh, that were smuggling things uh, into the coast of Florida or racing them in, in, in a real racing league of uh, national or international cigarette boats. They were the ones like in Miami Vice that you see in that old yeah. TV show. And they cost at the time, back in those days, in the, in the late 80s, I'm going to say around thirty dollars or $40,000 then. All right, so this is a very expensive item. But the, now, for as Paul Harvey would say back in the day, the rest of the story. Now, why was this so unique? Why was it so amazing that Benoit Benjamin, former NBA player in that era, bought one of these cigarette boats. What, what Pay off the rest of the story, Lee. Why was this a problem for Benoit? Because we're Benoit <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe I'm saying this because it's so stupid, right? <laughs> Where Benoit lived in uh, Louisiana, there was a small river of which he had a place that was off of a little stream of the river, and he wanted to dock it in the stream, and the stream is only about three feet deep. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was totally impossible for him to take that boat and navigate through the stream about a half a mile to where the river was, and the river was tiny and thin to begin with. This wasn't a Mississippi, pal. Yeah. This was like a drip from a faucet into a glass, and he wanted a cigarette boat that cost $40,000 to race. And that was the, that, that's the beginning of how we knew the insanity is about him. And one more thing, and you tell it. We were at the pond in Anaheim. It was called the pond, you know, the, yeah. the pond and the Clippers would play six or eight regular season games uh, not in the sports arena, but go down to the pond to Orange County and play regular season games. And during one of those regular season games, they were playing the Vancouver Grizzlies before they moved to Memphis. And Benoit was the center on the Vancouver Grizzlies. And you and another buddy that was in San Diego on the air in San Diego doing sports talk that you were very friendly with, yeah. the two of you walked into the Vancouver locker room and you pick up the story. Yeah, so I was with my my, uh, my guy Dave Palais from San Diego, and so uh, I had known Benoit every time he came back to L.A. after he left the Clippers. Uh, he, he was very easy to provoke, um, and he was because all you had to do was bring up the fans, and Benoit would just ignite. Uh, he would be inflamed because he was so upset with the fans, and so. 
I asked him, like it was a random question. It was something to do with, you know, you know, how do you, what do you think about the fans, you know, still booing you or something like that. And Benoit then, he's sitting in his locker. He starts out kind of calm at first, and he starts answering the question. And then as he's talking, things are escalating, right? He's getting angrier and angrier, and he's slowly building up. And then he starts <laughs> punching his hand like he wants to punch me. And uh, it's it's like I just poured lighter fluid on top of this. And he starts he goes on this rant about how, you know, I'll play uh, you anywhere, United States or Canada. He's going on this whole big rant about how he's, you know, he's the greatest. It was unbelievable. It was absolutely insane. I have it on tape somewhere, but I think it's on like cassette tape because it was so long. ago. Yes, it is. And and he, he, he said, I'll fight anybody. I'll fight you. I'll fight the fans. And he was pounding his fist into his other hand so loud that when you came out of the locker room, you had that tape recorder of cassette that you had recorded him on, and you gave it to me, and you played it so I could hear it. And it was only like a minute after you had left that you told me, you won't believe this, and I listened to it. And that's exactly what he was. It was so loud that you could hear literally without hesitation several times his hand pounding in his fist pounding into his hand. And remember, he's seven foot one, so he has gigantic hands to begin with. And you hear him pounding and pounding and talking and talking. I'll fight anybody. I'll fight you. And he's pounding and pounding. It's like. Oh my God, this is like a WWE WrestleMania in the locker room before they walk out. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre register today so you can easily create your winning bracket. When it's live on March 17th, once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, one other story. Then we'll uh, we'll bring in Gascon here in a second because he, he's letting me just talk here, which is good because he's going he's gonna to complain later that I'm not letting him talk. But you're my friend. You're not his friend. You're my friend, Lee. And um, the other story with the, with the Clippers that I must tell, we're going to have you on again down the line, but the other story I have to tell is when we ended up in the VIP suites in Scottsdale hanging out on the in the owner's suite with the infamous Donald Sterling who has been banned for life from the uh, from the NBA but th- th- this is uh, when the Clippers were playing the Suns in the NBA playoffs and we had gone I think we were there for game 7 right we had traveled to Phoenix for game 7 and we were at the Clippers hotel and we ended up in the elevator with a, a friend of yours that I think was the equipment guy for the Clippers right and and he invited us to to go to like the 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 luxury the owner suite. We 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 weren't supposed to be there. And I remember we got off. You have to have a special card. It's it's it, it, the access is limited. You you have to be in the elevator, but you have to have a special access card to get to that particular floor. And it was the entire floor. Donald Sterling's room was the entire floor at the upper. Uh, floor of that hotel in Scottsdale, the Ritz Carlton or whatever it was. It was nuts. Yes, it was the Ritz Carlton. It was the upper floor. You're absolutely right. And tell everybody when the elevator door opened into the entire floor being taken by Donald Sterling, the owner who wasn't banned by far at that point of time. You pick up the story. Oh you know, yeah, I, I remember we the elevator opened and there was like there was like a. Take kind of a buffet table of food, but remember Sterling was wearing like his. He had like pajamas on. He had like. But a he pajama wasn't there in the beginning. Him. He wasn't there for, at first. He well, came in saw, after. But, yeah, he was there after, but he had pajamas on. I remember him having pajamas on. But we yeah. walked out yeah. and uh, and and I remember your conversation with with Elgin Baylor, who was the GM at the time, who would end up suing Sterling. And uh, you, you were not holding back. You were, you were throwing. They were trying to get you to calm down because they were worried you were going to get them in trouble. <laughs> That's correct. I, what I said was, and I, I remember you in this because when we walked into the big room there, there was a table like a like Ben said a buffet. But this buffet, because it's Donald Sterling, multi multi millionaire. Instead of having your normal uh, wedding or bar mitzvah type of spread, they had caviar with crackers and champagne on ice. Right? Am oh, I yeah. correct? They, they had all kinds of uh, expensive seafood. and Yeah, they had yeah. a bunch of that. There's nothing right. I would want to eat. I don't find any of it appetizing. But if you're very wealthy, right. you want to eat all that and, stuff. Yeah. Right. And, and so I, feeling the same way as Ben, I don't eat caviar. I don't want it. I didn't want these jumbo shrimps that I had to peel. I didn't want to even touch it. So sitting off to the side, there were only a small amount of people. Uh, Elgin Baylor, who was the general manager for 25 years, was sitting with his wife. And there was somebody else there from the team uh, that was 
in the company. I don't know who it was. And then it was the three of us that had gotten off the elevator. So there was hardly anybody in this gigantic room. So I said hello to Elgin, who I talked to many times. And it was rare. And if you remember, it's another story. We went to a uh, a Jerry's Deli in Westwood and saw Elgin eating with his daughter one time. Remember that? I do remember that, yeah. Okay. But his daughter wasn't there at the time. It was his wife. And I had only seen her, met her on rare occasions because she really never came to the games. So she's sitting next to Elgin, and I started talking to Elgin because we're open and free and talking. He's a great guy, and you know that. He's a great human being. So I'm talking. I go, you know, all these years you've worked for the company. We're here for game seven, and it was the second round. So the next day, whoever won that game between the Suns and and the Clippers would be playing in the conference finals, which is unheard of for the Clippers. So I was talking to him about that, and I said, you know, 25 years, you're working for the cheapest man in the history uh, uh, of the NBA, and that's the conversation. And Elgin's staring at me. He's listening, and his wife, is shaking her head up and down. So she's the one who is actually acknowledging with an answer to everything I'm saying, well, he doesn't want to commit himself for whatever reason, but he knows I'm telling the truth. And then after about three or four minutes of this Donald Sterling cheapness, of which we all knew was true, including him and his wife shaking her head, he looks at me and very calmly in a soft voice says, watch what you say. Donald has just walked in. And then we all turned around, and as Ben had said it, and I'll add one more thing to it, Donald Sterling was wearing a bathrobe, a very, very expensive bathrobe with crushed velvet slippers, okay? (laughs) And walked over to us in his normal, like in in his own mind, the planet that only he lives on, and says, would you care for any champagne? Uh, thank you. <laughs> and I don't even think he recognizes anybody in this room except perhaps Elgin, even though he's probably seen us a million times and doesn't even know that for the previous five years I've worked for him broadcasting halftime and post-game shows for an hour, including doing my regular show on, on another station. And he's even written me letters congratulating me because he would listen to my show in his limo on the way home because he always goes to the game sitting next to Billy Crystal. Yeah. And so that story is paramount because it is so absurd, so obscene, And it's giving you, the audience, in this podcast to understand that a lot of things that I have never said on radio, because I would never want to do it in trust of some of the people that have told me things, and then is the same way, would never tell the certain personal stories because he did not want it to go over the air, but he knew what was happening. You're listening to Behind the Curtain of Oz, of things we've been through, and we're just scratching the surface of the reality of human beings that are part of sports. Absolutely. We had some crazy, I have some more Donald Sterling stories. I remember, we'll get into it now, but I remember being in the elevator one time with him after a game, and he was looking at the box score, and it seemed like he had not watched the game. He was, like, shocked by some of the stats. He couldn't couldn't believe it. I'm like, you just, you own the team. You were just outside watching the game, and he was, like, blown away by... By some of the stats, but uh, well, it's been dom- this entire interview has been dominated by me. But uh, Gascon is uh, he's hanging out. I'm doing the, the podcast with him, and 
Uh, he wants to be the doom and gloom guy, right, Gascon? You're the doom and gloom I'm guy? I'm not really the doom and gloom. I just don't have as an extensive relationship with Lee as, as you do. I, I will I will say, bringing Lee on, I was waiting for two things to happen. One, I was waiting for the apology from him after he ambushed me at your holiday party in December. <laughs> and two, I was waiting for him to mention the podcast because at said holiday party, when I was ambushed, uh, the first thing he said to me after he, he took in a deep breath, he was like, so you guys making any money on this podcast? All right. What are you doing? Okay. And right, so, so, so I just... Right, so wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you. Are you getting any money from this podcast? Well, Lee, well it's been five months, uh, four months since then, and uh, still making the same amount of money. Well, technically, Ben is actually getting paid to do this podcast because his contract actually has a provision in there. Uh, that allows him to make money on any kind of new media or digital money that uh, are performances that he obviously uh, is encountered with. So this actually falls under the umbrella of Ben Maller's podcast. Anything and everything that he does is... I'm not getting paid for this. Well, you got a salary. You have a salary. You have an well, annual this is salary. A separate, the so. podcast deal is a separate deal. I, got, I have a deal with Fox to do the radio show, but this is a separate deal with iHeartMedia, well, like which to... is not paying dividends right now, let me tell you. It's well, not paying dividends. Listen, Listen, Lee, I'm trying my darnest and my hardest to to help this man out. Um, patting oh, him. I know you are. I'm, I'm trying. I, 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 well, I, no, look. First off, since we had never met until that, no, I, we I, did. I, I want to say this to you personally. No, we and did. Be on a podcast. We, Lee, you, Lee, you never. We, Lee, we we actually had a, a late night snack together. You, Ben, and myself at, at Tito's off of right. Washington, and. I remember we were going to talk until probably about two or three in the morning about the feds and the government and the FBI calling you at your radio station when Ben broke up the the ruckus. So it was an unfortunate breakup that night, but uh, but I digress because yes, we we had a long, engaging conversation, one sided at Ben's uh, holiday party. Well, I, I, I'll say this on a personal level to you. In no way, shape, or form have I ever disliked or disrespected you. You do a good job. Uh, I'm not just saying that. I actually feel that. Yeah. And if there was any animosity towards you to me, it's only because you just didn't know how I talk and what I really, truly am as a person. And there is nothing, nothing negative about you, from me to you at all, ever. No, I thought it was great because I told Ben after the holiday party was over, I said, you do realize that Lee and I talked for probably two and a half hours and he said on more than one occasion he looked me dead in the eye and says are you even listening to me do you give a shit about what I'm saying right now (laughs) I said yes Lee I care I'm asking you questions because I care and I want to want to know exactly what you're thinking and where you've been through so well the, the stuff that I said on the side is because for the podcast people uh, while doing sports for all these years, I was also doing political talk on KFI, which is iHeartRadio yeah. and the number one iHeart station in all of Los Angeles. No sports at all, just talking about the government, things that are going on. And I told you those private stories, and I'm not going to say on the air about the <laughs> FBI, but they're all true. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I try to be, uh, I'll put it to you this way, and Ben knows me a lot longer than you. There's probably 12 things in life, music being one, sports being another, politically what's going on uh, is another. Mm-hmm. There's 12 things that I am on a 10 scale a 9 on. But there's 10,000 things that I'm a 1 or a 2 on. 
I just don't go into it because I don't, that's not my forte. So what I know, I really know, but there's a lot that I don't know about other subject matters that at my state of life, age, and experience, it, it, I have no interest in it. But what I have interest in, like Ben, Ben's interest is, is essentially focused on a few things. He's very well aware and has historical value on a lot of things, too. So that's who I am. I'm not saying I'm smarter than anybody. And I've said over the year, the dumber our society gets, the smarter I look. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. That's my game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and I remember, uh, Lee, back in the... You'd always complain about the Maller Militia. You would yeah. always take cheap shots at the Maller Militia. And I've always tried to explain to you that there's no IQ test to listen to a radio show. You don't know where to call into a radio show. It doesn't matter. And uh, and I've, you've always been a bit of an elitist when it comes to that kind of stuff. You'd admit that. And you, you'd always brag about how your callers were more intelligent than my callers and all that. I was like, I don't really care. It doesn't matter. Uh, no, I've never and, given and, anyone and, an IQ and, test. And I understand that. Look. Anybody out there, Ben knows this. I do listen, even though it, you know it, the, the time frame is the overnight for Fox, 
and we have three different time zones in, in uh, four different time zones in the United States. And I listen to him, and he, Ben knows the time frame it is here. And I do listen to at least on a daily basis or by daily basis, at least a minimum an hour of his show. Uh, Eddie, the, the voice of reason, uh, Ben. I know all of the gimmicks and all of the stuff. I hear all the callers. Ben knows I know them by name. I know all about the people that are banned or don't call or finally call in. The other night you had somebody that disappeared for like a year and a half and finally called right. back in. Real and talk. he called himself yeah. Mr. Coronavirus, remember? <laughs> I do recall. That was very classy of him. Very okay, classy. so you know I listen. So I get a kick out of his callers. It's also the time that it's on of who'd be up that, that calls in. And I am aware, uh, and 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 I. It's not that I accept; it's my decision to accept. I like Ben. I like his show. I like what he does. And unfortunately, for Ben, he is now live every single night, five nights a week, doing alone. And I did a show alone, so I can relate to this. He's doing a show for four hours, five nights a week, with unrehearsed material. This ain't television where you cut tape, cut, tape, edit. No, this is live every single day, a different show with nothing to talk about sports and having to contrive things to make the time go quick and to keep people entertained and interesting. And then you are doing, under this set of circumstances, a beyond Congressional Medal of Honor job of what you are doing, well, all listen, of the people right. that are involved in your show also. Well, well listen, no. uh, thank you, ladies. Very kind no. of you. It is crazy right now, and I know a lot of people, not to suck up to you, but y- you haven't been in our place for a long time, and I know you were you had a great career in radio, and you should be on radio somewhere still today, but I people randomly I will get emails. I tell you this all the time. I'll get emails from people or, t- or people on social media like, hey, where's Lee? I got I want to hear Lee Klein. Where's Lee? And I'm like, I, I mean, I talk to him you know, every once in a while. I check in with Lee once a week or so. And uh, But you are missed, Lee. People are still trying to find you around the radio dial. Look, I, I appreciate uh, those people. And, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I still, look, for anybody that cares, I work for Sirius XM and I'm a program manager. So I'm still involved in in a different type of radio but it's okay i mean i'm i'm, I'm not there's no complaints here and yeah. it, it, again you do a great job uh, above and beyond the call of duty under this set of circumstances as most anybody that's doing talk radio and sports is that is unable to get people on as guests because of the time frame you're on it's nearly if not impossible to have any live guest that's part of the sports world to come on your show based on the time it is well this is at least it's not it's, it's not a guest it's uh it's just a um, but we do the guests I, we're not really guests where you're hanging with us lee you're not really a guest you're hanging with us we don't do the guest thing but uh the overnight yeah it's just me bloviating so uh we'll put the baby to bed now lee listen thank you we'll have you on again and I, you're not a social media guy right? so nobody can get a hold of you this is the only way people can hear you yes i'll give out my email address as i always had on the radio anybody uh, new, old, and different that wants to stay in contact with me or find out anything or me about you, my email address has always been clippersman. It's with an S, clippersman at yahoo.com. All right, there you go. You can contact Lee and, and, and tell him old stories from back in the day. All right, thank you, Lee. Appreciate it. Thanks, Lee.
Hey, listen, the two of you stay healthy. That's more important than anything. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's Location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 